This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview Sharkpreneurs, who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Dr. Christopher Smithmeyer, co-founder of Black Wallet Limited, a disruptive cryptocurrency company. He is one of the most educated men in the world, holding eight degrees, and uh, he is also the author of Dragons of the Digital Age. Dr. Smithmeyer, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Seth. I was looking forward to it. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time. Why eight different degrees? I got into, I wanted to be an FBI agent whenever I started out college, and then I realized that um, it really wasn't what I wanted to do as I moved to college. Then uh, I had a teacher that told me law was the way to go, and I went there and found that to do well, in business law, you had to study about eight different things. So I figured mm -hmm. if I'm going to pay for it, I might as well get it. Fair enough. So how did your interest in crypto come about? I started getting into it um, whenever I got into an argument with one of my colleagues at college when he was talking about blockchain. And he went up and he gave this big speech about it. And after class, I stopped in and talked to him and I said, hey, do you know what you're talking about? Blockchain developed off the botnet system and this is how it came out. And he's like, oh no, it's a brand new thing. It hasn't been around. And then as you research blockchain, it's been around, the concept has been around since the late seventies. The actual process started forming in the nineties. And then the first monetized blockchain came along in 2009 and when you look at the history, you really see how the business model developed and these people that are out there saying blockchain, there's nothing there. It's the backbone of the internet. It's right there with Unix as how things are running. And that really got me interested in it. And basically I worked from learning about it to correct my colleague to learning about it, that this is a viable business model and something that I wanted to get engaged with. And what inspired you to start to write the tome, Dragons of the Digital Age? I went on a couple talk shows and talked to people about crypto and found out that a lot of people don't understand what it is. They think about it as a video game currency or as a different type of security. And 
the answer to that, I guess, is all of them are correct, but you have to look at each individual currency to see if that's going to function the way that you think it's going to function or whether you're going to be dealing with something else. And this is something that I think is playing out in the courts right before us. And this is why I think our book was so important because there is the debate, whether it's a currency, whether it's a commodity or whether it is a security. And the more we learn about that and the more we look at it and as a consumer and as an entrepreneur, it's so important to know what type of cryptocurrency you're dealing with. This book really sets the stage for that and then explains where the regulation system is going. Why? I mean, you're kind of controversial in that you claim not that crypto is the problem, but that unilateral crypto regulation is a threat to consume the global economy. What does that mean? It really looks at the focus. I am pro-regulation for crypto, mm -hmm. but putting it as a just flat system where it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. It's something that you have a lot of people in Washington, a lot of people in New Delhi, a lot of people in Berlin, a lot of people in Moscow, a lot of people in mm -hmm. Beijing that don't understand what's going on. And when they don't understand what's going on, they're creating this cookie cutter legislation. And we're finding out it doesn't apply. What's written for a standard ERC-20 or a BP-29 doesn't work for an NFT. It doesn't work for a centralized exchange or a DEX. And there needs to be input from the community. And whenever we look at who did they go to within the community to get input even after we knew what was going on, they went to Sam Bankman-Fried and they said, hey, this is the guy we want to put in front of Congress as the face of crypto when they could have had the CFO of Ripple. They could have had Valerick Burtnick. They could have had the guy from Avalanche. They had all these great people. And no, they went to a guy that just committed the biggest um, Ponzi scheme in history and said, this is our guy. And it's like, this is why we need people that know what they're doing. And so it is a problem to consume the global economy because we're looking at crypto being the 12th biggest economy in the world right now. And if they pass bad legislation, if Janet Yellen gets her way and we pass a unilateral CBDC for the United States, which is basically all of your money on a single server, not on a blockchain, on a single server where hackers are going to have a field day, it's going to crash. I mean, it's not going to crash 1920 style. It is going to crash fall of Samaria style because they don't know what they're doing and they won't ask the people that do know what they're doing. And there's people out there that know more than me, like Bruce Porter, those type of guys, Brock Pierce, the guy that runs Tether that, let's face it, Tether came under one of the biggest crypto attacks ever, not even like you can't even put a time frame on it, ever. And they had the wherewithal and the foresight to deal with it. And this is why it's a threat to the whole global economy because being the 12th biggest economy, that would be the same as France's economy collapsing completely or Indonesia's economy collapsing. Those are the two on the sides of it. So it's a major threat. And it's something that as a community, not just as a crypto community, but as a business community, we need to address. We need to say, hey, it's something that's here. It's something we need to talk about. And we do need regulation. It just needs somebody in Washington with a rubber stamp just stamping it to make either the Speaker of the House or the President look good. The our listeners are primarily business owners and entrepreneurs. I'm going to take some guesses and say most of them probably their involvement in cryptocurrency and the blockchain probably on average is limited to maybe knowing what Bitcoin is and maybe buying a couple of Bitcoin or have customers, a random customer once in a blue moon saying, hey, can I pay in crypto? Talk about some of the, and, and that's just the most public facing part of it. 
right? The blockchain is used for so many more things than just a currency. So talk a little bit about some of the use cases and why we as business owners need to be at the forefront of the revolution. Well, one of the biggest things I see coming, and this is coming from a legal background, is the NFT market, there's so much more potential than freaking monkey pictures because contracts can be put on the blockchain permanently. And as a mediator, one of the most common things that I saw was people coming to me and saying, okay, we have this contract. Well, both people showed up with different copies of the contract. With the blockchain, there's no problem of that because you don't have to argue, well, this is the first one, this is the first. No, it's on the blockchain. It's there, it's immutable and businesses can go back to that. And the other thing that really makes it exciting for businesses, I mean, that's just boring technical bookkeeping stuff that I like, but what makes it so interesting is those contracts, when you put on either Binance or Ethereum or Solana, you can actually make them self-executing, which means you don't have to worry about whether your customer does what they say they're going to do or what your business partner does when they say they're going to do. Once that contract is signed by both parties, the computers can take care of it for you. And that's not big Terminator stuff. It's not like, oh, they're going to control what everybody is doing. It's if you buy 100 widgets every month, do you want to sit there and sign a a work order for 100 widgets every single month. And if you forget it, your business is out of business. Or do you want to just let it run as a due course? People are out there now, they pay their bills online, they pay them on automatic withdrawal. The blockchain lets you do that with your actual business contracts. It makes it a little bit more complicated, but it's also a little bit easier than dealing with Verizon, I guess. Very true. No half hour wait times to get to a tech support person who can't necessarily help you. So... What inspired you to write the book? Like I said, we got there in front of a lot of people that didn't understand what was going on. And I spent a lot of time, oh, so you're a Bitcoin. Well, okay, we are like Bitcoin, but we're a token. We're not Bitcoin. Well, what's a token? Well, a token works on a blockchain. What's a blockchain? <laughs> and it got to the point that we were spending so much time explaining that if we had an hour meeting block, we would only get to talk about our product for about four minutes because we're bringing everybody up to snuff on what's going on. So Dragons was the first effort to fix that. I had a lot of people, a lot of colleges especially, are picking it up for a textbook. So the next book we moved on to was Digital Exchequer because people didn't understand how the business behind crypto worked. Because one of the big things whenever you get into business is you have to understand how a business model works. And if you're trying to run a crypto as either a harvest protocol or a uh, traditional protocol, it's going to fail. And if you try to integrate it into your traditional business without understanding how the different protocols work, you're going to have problems with that. So we wanted to educate people on it. We wanted to help them understand it. And one of the biggest things, and this is one of the reasons that we've been working for two years on a crypto encyclopedia, is get so people are using the same terminology. I mean, the only thing, as you pointed out, was somebody going out and saying, oh, is this a Bitcoin? And that's pretty much the only thing that's constant across the industry. And mm -hmm. we've been fighting to get that set up. And we think it's um, moving forward. And our publisher just actually picked up the encyclopedia. It is right about 3,500 pages. Um, it's eight volumes. And it's covered every crypto term we can find, even ones that aren't in popular usage. Because if they become popular, we want people to know what they mean. We want to be able to, so people can go online or go to their bookshelf and look it up and say, hey, this is what this means. I'm not getting bamboozled. Well, that is quite an effort. You are certainly a prolific author and educator. What is, talk about your business model. Well, 
our business model started from a concept. I was talking to my business partner one night and we were like, well, what could we do? Um, I used to be the CFO of Africa Peace and Conflict Network. Um, my business partner has some assets in Africa. And we started talking about, well, what could we do to help some of these economies? Nigeria's economy is coming along. Congo's economy is coming along. South Africa's economy, um, Egypt's economy, even, even Libya is moving forward right now. And we said, what can we do to help with that? And we started talking about how we could provide blockchain to these countries. Well, it was one of those things, uh, summer of uh, 2020 uh, changed a little bit in everybody's lives <laughs> whenever coronavirus came through. So it, we put it on the back burner till about November. And we went back and looked at it. And um, to anybody that's starting a new business and you think that the idea is a bad idea, I always recommend keeping it on the shelf and going back and looking at it a couple months later, because sometimes bad ideas get get to be good ideas when the world changes under your feet. And we went and we looked at it and we said, well, why just do this for Africa? Why not fix some of these problems that we're facing in the political side of cryptocurrency? Because people don't understand. Because a lot of tokens and a lot of coins try to get too complicated. And when you do that, you lose your customer base because they don't understand you. We have a super simple token. It's a hundred lines of code. It has one whistle. It doesn't even have bells and whistle. It has one whistle that it does. And it's super simple. When I go in to explain it to a company, I can say, okay, what we are is we exchange token and we have a smart burn feature that allows us to maintain the system and prevent inflation. That's the 25 second pitch for it. And that opens a lot of doors because people say, okay, I know what inflation is. I know it's bad. It takes money out of my pocket. And I can understand what a medium of exchange is. I might not understand these token things, these magic things that are on the internet, but I understand what a token, I can understand what a medium of exchange is. And the more you can connect with your customer, the better it can work with. And that was our model. We wanted to be super simple. We're following the KISS principle. And then as we did it, we said, hey, these other bells and whistles we want to add on to this system, we're going to incorporate an individual company that can focus on that. So if you look at any of the companies in the Black Wallet family, they each focus on a single thing. They're not going to have a list of a mission statement that's five pages long. It's going to be simple. It's going to be to the point, And it is going to use proven methods that have been working for years and have shown that they work within the new digital economy. All right. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some with us. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Dr. Chris Smithmeyer of Black Wallet and author of Dragons of the Digital Age. Almost everything you need to know about crypto, except for the upcoming encyclopedia. Dr. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Seth. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level, but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.